Welcome back to Podcast Recovery, everyone. We're your hosts, David O. Allie B. And our producer. It's just you. Yeah, I'm a producer now. Oh. Yeah. Eric V. Yeah. I'm, that's the first time we've ever announced that's important. you right in the beginning. Well, yeah. in this in in, in in yes, yeah. your yeah. new official title. I mean, I'm kind of announced. I'm like, you don't really need to announce. No, right you're the now. man behind the yeah. curtain. You're just the Wizard of Oz. The we'll Wizard. Keep, we'll keep you yeah, that way. I'm the Wizard. The Wizard. And today we're joined by our friend Sarah. How are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. How good. are you? I'm Happy doing pretty good. to be here. I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Allie? Yeah, I can't complain. I can complain that you were late. Um, I was like three minutes late, and that was so rude. Yeah, that was really rude. Let's well, not now start it's on. This now it's on record. Yeah, it it's on the vibes. record. It's on the record. Where are you from, Sarah? <laughs> I am from Westminster, Westminster, Maryland. Western Maryland. Westminster. 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 Sorry. You know, one of my pet peeves though is when people say Westminster. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, I am guilty of that. No. So how do you say it? Westminster. It's Westminster. Yes, right? It's, it's Westminster. Not, I know it's you, West you grew Minster. up there. Westminster. Wait, but is it Ellicott or Ellicott? It's Ellicott. Ellicott. Yeah, but if you're not from here, people say Ellicott. I know. And, is and also so does, in so does like Google Maps. Uh, Google Maps says Tosin. Tosin says Tosin. Okay. Google Maps, if you're like, <laughs> yeah. if you're, you're like, oh, take a left towards Tosin. And it's like, oh, what? for like, Calton. I was like, what is Tosin? They also say Bowie. They Bowie, say, Maryland. Uh, they say a lot of people no, say Bowie. No. A lot of people say Bowie. So I've had a couple new clients lately who have moved to the area, of, you know, from other states, and they call it Ellicott City. Well, they're sexist. They're wrong. Yeah, they're they wrong. are wrong, but they don't know that they're wrong, and it's enraging. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They'll, they'll go to, like they'll when go people to OEC say Westminster. Yes. People in Westminster say Westminster. I, I like say Westminster. No extra. Westminster. Yeah, it's Minster. Minster. Okay. Anyway. Like Anywho. Move. Yeah, you gotta on. throw those extra vowels in for yeah. fun. Yeah. We're not British. Brit- let the British people do that. I love you, British people, but saying aluminium, it's fucking weird. We don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that is That's weird. Correct, Governor. Said, right? Nice. Uh, so, when were you first introduced to recovery? So, um, 2021 mm-hmm. would be when I was first introduced to recovery. So, I was clean for almost eight years, but not in recovery. And I relapsed towards the end of 2020 mm-hmm. and then was um, introduced to the rooms in 2021 um, due to um, a DUI too, actually DUIs. Oof. Yes, that was, that was pretty rough, especially because I'm thirty, I just turned thirty-five. So this was when I was in my thirties. I didn't realize we were the exact same age. I had a stat. Yeah, I just Yay. turned thirty-five on the twenty-second of April. Oh, and, happy, uh, birthday. happy birthday! Thank you. Um, it's good to be, you know, clean and happy for my birthday. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, so that was a huge wake-up call. Um, you know, I definitely had some, you know, run-ins with the law. Yeah. Prior to getting clean, yeah, quotes, not in recovery, but not mm-hmm. using um, prior to that, but nothing as serious as, you know, where I could have truly caused some serious damage to people, to other people. And that was huge wake up call. Um, you know, of course, I don't endorse, but treatment is a part of my story. So I did IOP and um, 
very grateful that I did not completely lose my business. So I opened my, I, I cut hair, I cut men's hair <clears throat> and I started my own thing. I leased a studio um, in the beginning of 2020 and four weeks to the day that I opened and put every penny that I had saved into that place, we shut down. Oof. And that was, yeah, that was pretty rough. Oh, yeah, and I yeah, lived yeah. alone and had just broken up with, you know, a guy that I had dated for like six, seven years. And it was just rough times, you know, and um, drinking was never huge for me. Um, but, you know, I... There was nothing to do and I lived alone and I was like, you know, I'm just I'm going to have a couple beers and walk to the liquor store and mm -hmm. end of story. It went from there within, I'd well, say, on. like hold two on. months. How long have you been clean? So I'm on Suboxone, full disclosure. Um, I have not used, drank or abused medication since April 11th of 2021. Fantastic. Or I'm sorry, 2022. Nice. Yes. Now with all that out of the way. I'm going to turn it over to you, share your story with us. Oh, man. Do yeah. you want the nitty gritty? Like, yeah. Start, right, start from the beginning. Five I'll, I'll, hours? I'll, yeah, I want to hear everything. Okay. okay five hours um, is too much. Well, I would say it definitely started as a child. Um, my mom had me at 17. So my grandparents, you know, were huge, um, huge part of my life. Um, you know, my mom... <laughs> you know, admittedly kept me sort of as a way to try to keep my my bio father um, around. And, you know, I mean, she was 17, you know, that's what 17 year olds aren't necessarily the smartest when it comes to having children. Um, Could any of you had a, had no. a child at 17? So yeah. what's no. wild is, you know, I mentioned I'm 35. So my grandmother had my mom at 18. My mom had me just before she turned 18. So I would be a grandmother next year Holy if I was shit. my grandmother. Wait, That's, so and I would also 18, have 17 a 17-year-old. Oh, shit. Yeah. I would have a 17-year-old and I would be a grandmother next year. So Damn. when yeah, so when Imagine. you were born, your grandmother was 35. 30, 36, 35, 36. Holy shit. Yeah. That's young. Or she, yeah. I think she turned 36. So I was born in April. I think that July she turned 36. Oh my god. So, oh my god. Yeah, I would be a great grandmother. So wild. Like, in her early 60s. My great grandmother is actually so I still have a great grandmother, but that this How particular grandmother's she like Great. She is. She'll five. be seventy-one on. That's she's um, younger July than my 6th. mom. That's yes. crazy. Wait, so a lot of my Damn. friends' Hold parents' Wait, how, how grandmother is going to be seventy-one. My, Dude, my grandmother mom's older than grandmother. Yeah, my mom's shit. older than will be seventy-one. Your grandmother. Grandmother. Yes. Okay. But still. But so. I. I still have yeah, a living great grandmother. Met like all of my great grandparents except one. Or two, I'm sorry, two. So because of like step, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I met um, and knew up until my mid twenties three sets of great grandparents, and then one separate great grandfather and a separate great grandmother. And I still have one living great grandmother. Oh my god! She'll be ninety six in uh, July. My July great 22nd. grandparents were born in the eighteen hundreds. That's awesome. <laughs> but see, that's yeah, like pretty my, normal. Yeah, like that's it's impressive. not. It's not typically quote unquote normal 
I have a child at seventeen, but whatever. Nowadays, I feel like it, it kind of is, right? Yeah, I don't. Common. I'm nothing against I normal, it. But I just, yeah. I, what is normal, I just can't though? imagine having a child at seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I'm yeah. just glad my cats are alive. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yes. But no, they're spoiled. But yeah, it's it's. I pretty couldn't even wild. keep a cat at seventeen. Mm. I would have killed that thing. Hmm. I would have Not done like my best, or... but I did the <laughs> mom, dad. Can you take care of my cat? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they, they exactly. So I was I was working a lot at that age and school and all that fun stuff. So anywho, very close with my grandparents. Um, my mom met my I call him my dad. He's my stepdad. Just to you know make make this make sense. Um, and when she was 21, got pregnant with my brother. So three, when I was about three and a half, four, and then my brother was born and literally my mom just came and took me cause she wanted to play house. And, you know, that was very devastating. Like I still remember that. And, um, so wait, your you, grandmother took you? No, my, my mother took me from my grandparents. Okay, I had okay, been okay. living with my grandparents and when my mom had my half brother, okay. um, yeah, she decided she wanted to play house and my grandparents to avoid like a contentious relationship never actually went to get custody of me, mm-hmm. like, you know, legal yeah, custody. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like literally one night came over, packed my shit and off we went and we live we went to ocean city where my dad i'll say stepdad just to make this make sense my stepdad had family in ocean city at the time so you know my grandparents lived in westminster my family and i lived in um ocean city so my grandparents of course they were working so Mm. they still would come and get me every weekend every other weekend and yeah, grandparents know, that are was, supposed to be retired. Super rough. Yes. Grandparents are supposed to be. Yeah. But they were, oh. you know, around my age. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they were still, you know, yeah, working. Still but they working. were like my parents. So that was devastating. Um, my mom and I still have a contentious relationship to this day. Um, but that's, you know, sort of where it started. So I would say my addiction probably started with like wanting that like needing that attention from people like Mm. attention seeking for sure um also my (laughs) we were treated very differently my brother and i and you know growing up like i tried so hard you know for like my parents approval got all the good grades got a job when i was 14 you know did all the things I was supposed to do. And it was still just like, it just never felt enough. And you know, Mm -hmm. that could be some of my brain telling me that, but it's also like my brother, it's so sad because he like apologizes to me because of how differently we were treated. Mm -hmm. Like at 11, I was watching him all summer. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing, which is like fine. Like you, you know, you should be able to watch your brother, but it was just a lot. It was a lot. So you were raised uh, on the Eastern shore. Well, we had moved back to Westminster. Okay. I should back up. I'm sorry. We no, moved back to Westminster, um, like early elementary school. So a few years after that, we moved back. Because Eastern um, Shore is just the weirdest fucking place. It is. Really? It really is. Who lives there? It, 
It's like chicken farm. Yeah, it's chicken farms. It's the farm. Yeah, it's farms. That's all it is. Yes. Yes, it does it is. Stink. Yeah. Um and we did. We lived like very in a trailer, like very close to yeah. chicken farm just surrounded by chicken farms. Yeah. That's yep, that's essentially it. And I'm not saying like I had a ridiculously terrible childhood. It was just that you know, like when it it just stunk. You know, my mm-hmm. mom would tell me, you know, like I'm the reason she wanted to run away and kill herself, and like Ugh. that's just oh, a really yeah. hard thing as a child Gross. to hear. But then, like, yeah. would baby the shit out of my brother, mm-hmm. and I never, ever, ever held a grudge on him for that. Like, yeah. even as a young kid, like I that's understood, good. like it was not him. Like I, you know, we're very close. I I love my brother. Um. But yeah, like I said, it's just really sad that he has to apologize for her behavior. Mm. So that's still, you know, a thing we're working on here in uh, in my recovery. But I, like I said, I would say, you know, that attention seeking, trying to, you know, gain the approval of so there wasn't so much hatred there from my mother. And then in school that carried into school, like I was, I could be in a crowded room and feel so alone. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I still I still struggle with that. Um, So I would overcompensate that anxiety by trying to be like super outgoing, like super friendly to everybody, like Mm -hmm. cheerleader, you know. You were a cheerleader? I'm dying inside. Yes. Were you a cheerleader? No, you went to Catholic school. But I also. What are you going to cheerlead? Jesus? Right. They they have cheerleaders in Catholic school. Give me a Jesus. (laughs) This is the second Jesus. I know. I know. But wait, I'm getting concerned He's about go your to church tomorrow. This is the second. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the second know. religious so reference. Yes. You feel in the Jesus today? I don't know. Maybe I am. Jesus. Don't judge Jesus, me. Jesus. Jesus. Like, oh, yeah. too late. It's too late. So. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, what would Jesus? I'll tell you what. What would Jesus do right now? You, you've got to co-sign me on this. Jesus Christ Superstar is a solid, solid musical. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best. I said it's solid. It's solid. Can't deny it. It's in the second tier. You cannot deny that. It's 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 the seventies. What's better, the Book of Mormon or? Oh yes, hands down. Oh, there's a million musicals that are. Greece is better than Jesus Christ Superstar. The Newsies, West Side Story. Do we want to go here? There's a million musicals. Every Disney musical is better than Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm just saying it. Like if it's on, and Donnie. I mean Donnie Osmond, though. You know. Was he in Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah. Holy was. shit. Was he Jesus? Yeah. But he's but he was Jesus. Aren't they Mormon though? Mormon no. religion. I thought Jesus. The Osmonds. No offense. Oh, I'm pretty sure the op- Google that. No. You continue your story. Fact check. Oh, cool. I will go. But this is great. All I'm picturing is Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh. Now, <laughs> he wasn't Didi Wong. Didi Wong was like the dude, but he sang. What? Okay, dude, just do fact check the Al- okay. uh, the Osmonds. I was, wrong the, with I was about to say the Almonds. How did I not know that? Anywho, okay. You were a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader. You were overcompensating. It's cool. Fun fact though, um, I was the only girl in a boys' baseball league, like when I was Ooh. in elementary and middle school. So that oh, was fun. Yes. I loved it. And then um, you know, I just continued with the cheerleading. I did do volleyball for two years in high school, but Anyway, that really doesn't matter. So, yeah, you know, I was a cheerleader, tried to, like, fit in, had, like, the friends that were, like, the pretty girls. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, inside you're just, like, dying. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to all these parties because you don't want to miss out. 
But like, really, I just wanted to stay home. Like, it just made me oh, so yeah. anxious. But, you know, again, like I'm seeking that attention. And that's where, you know, the drugs started, um, you know, started smoking weed. Um, the very first time I ever drank. What was your first drink? Barton's Vodka. Barton's so, Vodka? What is that? Barton's like, Vodka is like, like it's a plastic handle, Oh, yeah. That's like Crystal Palace. <laughs> vodka that should rail not shit. be that's, a thing. It's yeah. Terrible. It's what definitely yours, real vodka. What? What was your first drink? Carly's was Rolling Rock. Mine was either Malibu or Mike's Art Rolling Lemonade. Rock beer. That's yeah. Not, that's not terrible uh, for first. Some type of like Russian vodka that costs like $6. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, I think a Paul whole Bob, handle. Would that have been the Pavlov vodka? Yeah. Dude, on Halsey's, we were talking <laughs> about <laughs> Wolf Schmidt. And <laughs> I, I didn't know. I heard that, that on my way. testes are burning right now. Yes. We drank in, yes. a, in a uh, van at Bloomsbury. That was the first place oh, I drank. Nice. Going <laughs> to the school dance. That's fantastic. I, but yeah, I, I was listening I'm, to Halsey's on my way here. And when he mentioned that, Wolf I was Schmidt. like, Ugh. dude, Wolf Schmidt <laughs> is the worst. Like, yeah. What is Wolf Schmidt? It's the worst it's, vodka ugh. ever. It's like, ugh. it's like take Bob, pop off and make it 10 times shitty. No, I feel like dude, a lot of Crystal Mike's Palace hard. is like. I've never even heard of that. Never heard That's of that. how shitty it is. It's yeah. like, it's yeah. um, What's your rail What's stuff. Yours? I think that this is so embarrassing. I think the first thing that I actually ever drank was uh, Boone's Farm. Yeah. Of course it would be. Boone's Farm. But wait, but then it goes to the other extreme because I think the first beer was Steel, Steel Reserved. I don't even- That's small liquor. That's not even beer. Yeah, right. That's pretty- That's very, that's very Baltimore of you. Exactly. Yeah, it is very Baltimore. That is very Baltimore. Do they even make that shit anymore? Steel Reserve? Absolutely. Yeah, just get a few handles of- My 40s of Mickey's and Steel Reserve. Exactly. My favorite, I did have a favorite 40. It was her. I could, I could. Oh my god! Loved Hurricane. Loved Hurricane. I used to buy cases of Hurricane for like eighteen bucks. This conversation makes me appreciate water so much. Yeah, weird. So much. I was a piece of shit. We both Hurricane. That was your preferred forty. Yeah. Okay. It was better than like Saint Ives or Steel Reserve. Guys, my hands are so small. I couldn't drink forties. I had to get twenty two. I thought Saint Ives was like a type of like hair. Product. Saint, no, that's Saint Ives. Yes, it's Saint Ives. Saint Ives, I D E S, is a really shitty malt liquor. Yes, I've never even heard of that. Saint Ives, really? What did I? Did I mix hair products? Yes, I'm Charlie from fucking. It's always sunny. I'm drinking sunscreen. That's what I do to get high. Hey, I'm sure somebody out there has tried that. Somebody, if you have tried it, please let us know. Is it paint? I believe it was glue. No, it's glue. He was huffing glue and silver paint. We have digressed so far. Oh my god. She drinks. She drinks. I drank Barton's vodka, and you know, I obviously that was my first time, so I didn't realize like after you take a shot disgusting. you don't immediately get drunk yeah so 12 <laughs> shots oh my god yes, it was awful i so this is like this gets a little serious so this was why i was not much of a drinker i remember passing out and i woke up with my clothes off and uh. another guy was fighting a guy who tried to you know sexually assault me mm. and it was just that was just really terrible um so yeah i didn't really drink much after that yeah uh that was i was 14 so you know i drank again a little in my 
like later teens, early 20s, but I was never much of a drinker, mm -hmm. like in the, you know, in the beginning of my story with drugs. Um, I started smoking weed to fit in, but really, like, to be honest with you, um, you know, it just, it made me even more anxious, to be honest. Like, I yeah. did it strictly to fit in, just to fit in. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? I just know a lot to of be a part that. of. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. You know, because I'm already anxious and it would, you know, make my heart oh, race yeah, heart and I would, racing. you know, then it would be even worse because I'm already sitting there like they don't like me. They're going to talk about me when I'm not in the room. <laughs> I'm like, oh paranoid. my God. Yeah. You know, and it, it Everybody's was looking at me. terrible. Yeah. Is it was terrible. <laughs> my breathing's loud. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. My breathing's loud. I'm, I'm being vibrating. Weird. I'm sitting yeah. there. I'm moving too much, um, you know, but yeah, you know, just struggles with um feeling a part of um stemming from family and then again from you know of course like you like can i digress real of quick? course so yes. i had a like an anxiety problem when i was like you know like elementary and middle school whenever mm -hmm. i would like go over to like a friend's house i would have like explosive diarrhea yes Yes, really. Are you yeah. a Virgo? Yeah. I, I am, that. but why? <laughs> because why? Virgo has tummy issues. No, it's my, a known I, dude, fact. I, dude, I have a, I have an yes. iron stomach. I have an iron stomach. Now. Do you though? You get the runs. I was, I was young. <laughs> what I'm did say that's ironclad? That's I, uh, I, I specified my timeline. I specified my timeline. Did you poop when you got here? No, I'm fine now. I'm good. Good. Thank That's you. very Virgo. My BMs you. are solid. <laughs> I'm regular, everybody. They're That's literally amazing. solid. That's amazing. <laughs> so I would. Yeah, I, That's it, not because of your anxiety. That's because you're a Virgo, dude. You are so full of shit. I'm Shut not. Up. I look. I don't that, that. She knew that. Though. Though. I did. She called it. I did. She did call I, it. I, don't I mean, yeah. she. I don't she definitely called right. it. Though. Anyway. 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 That, that was how my nerves reacted when I was a kid. Yes. I. I still have like the, some anxiety issues, you know, I have to deal with in a healthy manner. I, I do like, not oh, have explosive diarrhea, thank God. This is such a great episode. <laughs> I can't wait till my family listens to this. Like, who I are your friends? Bells These are your up friends. Quite a bit on the show. <laughs> <laughs> These are your friends. Okay, it does. <laughs> it's cool though. My grandfather gets explosive diarrhea all the time. We all do. So, yeah. You know, sometimes we eat Mexican or it Indian happens. food. It happens. We're human beings. <laughs> so normalize explosive diarrhea. <laughs> normalize. Stop the fucking stigma. Oh my god! Continue, Sarah. I can't, can't be controversial. I really wanted to say something, but I'll keep no, that shit to myself. Okay. Inside thought. Yes. Okay. Um. So you know, just like typical, like weed and you know, sometimes drinking. Mm -hmm. But around, I would say the age of nineteen, I was introduced to cocaine, mm -hmm. and I would be the one at first out of the group who would still have some left over the next day and then very quickly it became <sighs> i was like the one going through the most oh, yeah. you know what i mean when everybody else was done i was still going like you know would spend all my money that i worked really hard for to buy cocaine and um yeah you know i tried pretty much everything in my early 20s except for um meth and um heroin you know those I guess harder, harder, harder things. Mm -hmm. Definitely did ecstasy um, and 
you know, I used to judge people a lot for doing that. And then I ended up like loving it. Dude, there were so many scare like, tactics through the 90s. There were so many yes. 60 minutes like, yes. are your kids in danger of the club? I, I think that it was bullshit though. Yeah, that I one agree. Was bullshit. That was propaganda. The worst one. Like one? the word, sure. the ecstasy propaganda yeah. of the 90s. It was. Like the hole in your brain. Like I never did ecstasy. You know? What? Nope. What? Wow. It never, wow. it never intrigued me. I'm impressed. It, ne- it, it never intrigued me. It never intrigued me. I know. Dude, dude, I saw Do people on that. Do you understand? Like, seeing someone jaw all the yeah. way to the wrong side. And like, I'm like, like, like dude, are you going to have dead? teeth in the morning? I was like, <laughs> no. good lord. And they're like, 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 they're like, like humping a shag carpet. And they're like, oh, this yeah. is amazing. I'm like, you look gross. Look at this. I'm sloppy and I vomit on my shirt. And I just shit myself. Just, you. But it yeah. feels so good. Uh, you guys who are experiencing ecstasy yeah, you right now, literally out ecstasy. Piece of turd. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm gonna take my nervous tummy and go home. <laughs> he was just scared he would shit himself. Uh, exactly. And, <laughs> and it would everything feel, feel good. too good. It myself. would feel so good. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so David didn't do ecstasy. Thank you for being I'm proud of me. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take yeah. that one. That yeah, one. I know. Surprised too. No, it is. Because Dave loves a good time. Yeah. I do. Well, I mean, I guess. So, okay. So then I got into a really bad car accident. Um, I was sober when it happened. Um, just in a bad vehicle going too fast, rolled an SUV a couple times and was given painkillers afterwards. So I've mm-hmm. um, issues with my spine and sciatica and some other issues that happened from that. And um, yeah, <laughs> that's it just went from there. I was given, so I'm allergic to Tylenol. So they gave me um, the Roxy's and oh. it just mm-hmm. went from there. Yeah, I'll get, so it's not like terrible. My throat doesn't close or anything, but yeah, it'll so get like really itchy and I'll get yeah. like hives. That's yeah. about it. But, you know, anywho. So um, guy I was dating at the time, um, got a house together, you know, um, from the outside, it looked like we had our shit together, but you know, we, we had both like done pain, painkillers. And then the fact that I had gotten a prescription just exacerbated it terribly. Um, you know, and all the friends like, so I'll back up a little bit. He and I went to different schools, but they were like a mile and a half apart. So we had the same friend group, Winter's Mill. So the year that I started when I was a freshman was the first year it was open. Mm -hmm. It was essentially like Westminster High School number two. It was, you know, just because Westminster was so overcrowded. So Mm -hmm. he went to Westminster. So we had the same friend group um, and it was a pretty big group. And again, you know, like, seeking the attention of them but like they were people that i knew you know from you know like early high school on and you know it just it man the painkillers that that really that just that shot this whole addiction thing into that could basically sum up our yes absolutely absolutely it was like there was like the awful like Right before us was yep. really like the club drugs, the ecstasy, yep. MDMA, and all that. And then it was the crack, and then it like it no, then it was the oxy. Oxy. It was yep. the ecstasy Absolutely. to oxy. Yes. yes. To like yes. yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. So it started with you know like so we we had a nice house together. So of course, being in our early twenties, like everybody would come over. You know, we'd have bonfires mm-hmm. there, and it 
you know, it was funny because like his friends would talk so much shit about, you know, me doing pills and Robbie doing pills, but then they would like, they would ask me for pills and ask me to not tell Robbie that they were buying them for me. So it was just really, yeah, really, it was just tumultuous and his sister, you know, his older sister was, you know, like just so hateful, but I can understand why, like looking back, obviously, you know, it's totally understandable, but what was so soul crushing was when we finally broke up like for good and I had moved out, um, not one person from a group of like 30 people was like, Hey, you okay? Like you good? Mm. Is everything okay? Yep. And that was, that was just terrible because that fear of being alone, it, it, you know, Oh yeah. there it was, you Uh know? So, um, it very quickly went to, so, um, the doctor who was giving me the prescription retired and I had been getting them for about three years. And at that point, that's when the DEA started really cracking down on, you know, these doctors. So I couldn't get a prescription anymore. Yeah. So I started buying them from somebody. And, um, you know, when at that point they were like a dollar a milligram. So, yep. you know, you couldn't, it, it was just you couldn't afford it. So he was like, you know, I really don't want to like, you know, give you this, but like, I do have this, you know, and that was my first experience with heroin. And that was like, oh, I found the love of my life, you know? So I went from like the young kid that was like, I will never do anything like that. I don't understand how people put Mm -hmm. needles in their body. That's disgusting. Like why, ew, like so gross. To shooting up and you know that's just that's where it went um so I shot up I would say for not quite a year and then I started getting into some legal trouble just mm-hmm. you know run-ins with the cops like they know when <laughs> you're in Baltimore and you look a certain way like you're down there for drugs yeah um, yeah, it's not hard to spot. N- correct, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Dude, they would, exactly. They would look at my in the oh, busted yeah. Civic. Oh, What's going on yeah. here? They would look at my <laughs> license and they it says Howard County. They're like, get go the yes. fuck, fuck home. home. Yeah, They'd be yep. like, get the yes. fuck yep. out of here. Like, so you do not belong here. Yes, mm-hmm. many many like encounters like that where they would just say get the fuck out. But then yeah, because your shit would say Carroll County. Right, like, exactly. But then it started, you know, like I actually went to jail for two weeks and I know it was just, quote unquote, just jail. But that was like, wow, I need, yeah, I yeah. need to stop. Yes, it was mm-hmm. possession. Um, you know, they caught somebody. I, I was shooting up in a an apartment complex parking lot and one of the tenants there, you know, called the cops. And I'm like trying to tell the cop that I'm not doing anything. And I have literally like a tourniquet. A tourniquet. Arm, yeah. Yes. It was just Ma'am, your that arm was is terrible. Bleeding. So I cut myself shaving. Right. Yeah. So my grandparents at that point, I mean, we were very, very, you know, still very close. But they had moved to Florida. And like the plan was I was supposed to move to Florida. Now they're the, official grandparents. Didn't. Yeah. yeah so they, they now made the transition. Made the transition. Yeah. Their final so my grandfather was still working, but not like not like he was up here. No. Um. So my grandmother came up. Um. You know, I got. I ended up just 
not doing drugs anymore, but I wasn't in recovery. Yeah. So it, you know, it's a very different experience because I was still feeling absolutely clean Mm -hmm. and crazy. Um, you know, still so angry and hateful and judgmental and just full of turmoil all the time. Um, I think the only good thing that I had going for me was that um, you know, I had worked since I was 14, so I had a really good work ethic, like even through using. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because I, I think there was the two weeks I was in jail. That was the only two weeks. I, I, don't, I don't know worked. any lazy addicts. No, like, we are not lazy fucking people. You cannot we, be. No, I you don't know, know how I did that. Yeah. Looking back, it's like, how, yeah. how did I do that? It but, wasn't you. It was the drugs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're fueled by something so, different. I got my own place, a little like cottage type deal. It was, it's like a carriage house to um, like a three story stone house. And so it's technically a Catonsville neighborhood, but it was on the Baltimore line. So it was was a Baltimore city address. Ten Hills? Yeah. Yeah. West. So the houses in front of me were Ten Hills, but I was Westgate, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right across the street, the backs of the houses that were right in front of my little cottage, that's Ten Hills. Mm -hmm. So I lived in Westgate. And what's wild is like where I would normally cop was like, Six minutes away, if that, if that, yeah. like really, I am resisting the urge. That's all. That's all. Baltimore. Did you primarily like primarily the square we were talking about earlier? So like Fulton, Monroe, oh, Edmondson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like in yeah. in that little right. And I did not use, like, did not use. Wow. Um, so You're the I, only person I, in that four square block not using. Wild. So literally, like not six minute drive from there, and I was just like, "Fuck that!" Like I don't, I don't want. When you're done, that. you're done. Yeah. However, <laughs> sometimes we forget. So, we we forget though quickly. <laughs> so that was about seven years of not using, um, not in recovery, but not using. Um, I got a job cutting men's hair in Ellicott City, and I built a clientele very quickly. Um, I that I worked there for about five and a half years and then started working at a place that opened up after the second flood in old Ellicott city. Um, there was a barber shop down there and I worked there for almost a year. They were actually in the, the, the was, documentary with, um, yes. yep. What's his name? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay. So yeah. I was it quit on- the week before the flood. No, the oh. week before the Gordon Ramsay show. Oh. So like I had met with the producers, done my interviews, but the it was such a, like, owner and I, the owner of that business, that guy and I, sucked. He was terrible. When he sat down with Gordon Ramsay on that show and said that he was there like once a week, I literally could have broke my TV. He was in there maybe once every couple, like. Dude, that place was empty it, all the time. It was. He was never there, but he would watch us on the cameras constantly. Oh, he's a creeper. And be texting Jeez. us constantly. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. just wild. So, like, it was the kind of place where you would get, like, a drink with your haircut. And um, so he would only come in to get a haircut or drink with his friends or whatever. Like, he was not – there was a 21-year-old girl on the – so. 
I'll start here. It's three stories. Um, the downstairs was like a retail space, a retail space, but it was they never sold ridiculous. Shit. The second floor, they had like subs and coffee and stuff like that. Oh. And then they started oh, yeah, no, having alcohol. Yes, yeah. exactly. Can we? And then can, we were can, on the third floor. Since fuck this guy, can we just put the name out there? Jackson. Yeah, Edwin yeah it was Jackson. Is what it was and called. That place fucking sucked. Yeah, nobody knew so, what the fuck it was. Right yes, after yeah. the Gordon Ramsay show. So he hadn't it paid rent for like almost a year at Damn. that point when they were on the show. So I was like, you know what? Like I need to leave. Because and he's the biggest douchebag. I'm about in, to in throw hands whole, with this guy. In that whole documentary, you're like, he this guy's is a douchebag. Terrible dude. He there was a 20, 21 year old girl that was on the second floor that did all the inventory, all the stuff for us, all of the ordering. The owner didn't know where who the vendors were, where we were ordering from. What you know what I mean? But he would literally scream at her, and like it, it dude. We mm, that man. <laughs> so I I had to go, and it was like so I had saved some money, and it was either go back to school and finish, you know, <coughs> getting a degree, or start my own little place. So at that point, because I had quit there, I um, leased a studio in Columbia. And um, four weeks to the day that I opened, we shut down like for COVID. So Mm -hmm. I was um, living by myself. Um, The world had shut down. I had just sent my paperwork in with my money order for my LLC the week prior, but they shut down also. So I was considered a sole proprietor. So no unemployment. Um, I wasn't oh. eligible for any of those like PPP loans, even the loans you could pay back. Like oh. it was just devastating. I was like, what, what do I do? Yeah, how are like, you gonna what do I survive? do? Um, fortunately, I'd say I think it was about a month and a half into it. You, They did allow sole proprietors to mm-hmm. collect unemployment. Like you didn't get the extra 600 yeah, a week yeah. or whatever, which I don't even I'm not even going to get into that. that but um, they did allow that, but it was like you, I literally, I remember I was sitting there one day and I just had the phone on hold, like trying to call these people. Oh, I was yeah. on hold for seven hours and 47 yeah. minutes. Somebody picked up and it just clicked. Hung on so I, I had to get like a number from a friend of a friend yeah, who knew somebody same. worked there. Yeah. Dude, so, yeah, you know, for my wife to get right, exactly. unemployment during yep. that time, I had to do the it same thing. It was crazy for everybody. It was mm-hmm. crazy for everybody. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm an addict. I'm living by myself. My dealer picked up in two seconds. (laughs) I reached out. They called me. (laughs) Literally like just sitting there with me and my thoughts and my four Mm -hmm. walls. And there was a liquor store up the street and I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I've had a couple beers. Like I, 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 I can drink like a normal person. I don't have a drinking problem. I just Mm -hmm. have a drug problem, you know? So I would walk to the liquor store just to have somebody to talk to, you know, and it went from they like stayed open. having, they oh did. yeah, they sure did. They did. Um, and they, they made did. them because they yes. could not have people yeah, having dying. DTs yep. and needing alcohol oh, yeah. exactly. going to the hospitals. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Dude, there Welcome were people to America. there. Absolutely. That and alcohol is sterile. So, you Absolutely. know, it, it kills COVID. Yeah. Kills we COVID. will leave yeah. liquor stores open during a COVID shutdown, but we will not address mental health issues. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. Mental health and alcoholism and, like and drug problems this is just bizarre you know but i just cut hair for a living what what the fuck do i know 
Um, the, and there would be people literally, I think they opened at nine or 10 and there'd be a line. Oh, yeah. Know, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I would go there and like chat with them and hang out. And, um, you know, it went from like, you know, two to three beers a day to like two six packs very quickly. Mm-hmm. And of course, your inhibition's gone once you're, you know, drinking. So I was like, I bet you I could find dope in like a second. I bet you I could. It took mm. me 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes to drive there, find it, come back. But it's fentanyl. So, Oof. you know, it was bad. So when mm-hmm. I re, when we finally reopened, I mean, it was still bad. People still weren't coming in because people are scared, mm-hmm. you know, to be close. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody, nobody knew like how to handle the situation or what was, you know, the right thing to do. So, you know, I'm like shooting heroin on my breaks or in between clients. And, Mm. you know, it was just a disaster and, um, got into two DUIs. Um, January of 2021 was the first one. Um, I nodded out, hit a guardrail and, um, Uh, About a month and a week later, I got into another one. Um, I had just hit the guardrail, another guardrail, but stayed awake. And uh, somebody had called 911. And (laughs) it happened like not even a mile from the state police barracks. There are state trooper police barracks in Westminster. (laughs) Not even a mile. So they were waiting for me. Like up the road. (laughs) You know, they were waiting. And I was like, I just dropped my phone. You know, that's that's all. I just dropped my phone. There's a spider. You know, but like obviously, (laughs) (laughs) obvious. It was pretty obvious what the situation was. I'll tell you what, if I'm a cop and somebody's like, dude, a spider literally landed on my face, I'm like, oh no, you're good. Yeah, them fuckers will get you. All right, on your way. (laughs) That's actually happened to me before. On 795, a spider came down right in front of my face. I'm I'm allergic to bees. A bee came in the window. You're allergic to bees? Me too. Oh, God. I'm learning so much about David today. I like got out. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah, I was on this like 695. Do you know how expensive those fucking things are? Yeah, they're like $700 a pop. Yeah. I have good insurance now and it does not cover. It covers like a little bit A bee could take you out. Literally. 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 I literally, it was on 695. I was in the fast lane. It went straight in. I was like, nope. I went all the way over, got on the fucking shoulder, opened the door. I was like, I'll wait here as long as we got, dude. A fentanyl won't get me, but a yeah. bee will. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I right after the second DUI, like that still wasn't enough. So like about a week or two later, um, I had and what's wild is I didn't even shoot it. I snorted a little bit of fentanyl and overdosed at my grandparents' house. Ugh. And they gave me like I think it was two or three shots of Narcan. Still didn't wake up. They had to do CPR. Still didn't wake up. And my mom had happened to be there to pick up her dog. Um, She leaves her dog there during the day because he has to take seizure meds. So anyways, she was there at the time and she came in to just say, hey, you know, and uh, I was like half on my bed, half off. And that did it. Um, that, that did it for me. I was like, I'm done. I can't like, I'm going to die. It's, Mm -hmm. do I want to die? Like at that point, I kind of didn't care if I did, but like seeing the reaction on my grandparents face, I was like, I can't, like, I can't. So Mm -hmm. yes, you have to do this for yourself, but that's what I used at the time. Absolutely. Get to where I was doing Mm -hmm. it for myself. Exactly. 
So seeing that reaction on my grandparents' face when I finally came to, that did it. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's, it's time. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's now or never, you know? So um, not endorsing treatment, but, you know, I, I sought treatment. Um, did IOP? I'm surprised they didn't put me in rehab, but, like, I, I was ready. So it, it worked for me. Yeah, IOP yeah. IOP worked yeah. for me. So, you know, did that. And then, you know, very fortunately was able to, because it was my own business, I could schedule it so that I can make the IOP classes. Um, and then, you know, started going to the rooms and mm -hmm. here I am. I would say, I think I ended IOP at the end of summer-ish or fall. Yeah, I think it was fall of 2022. And then I started going to NA since I didn't have to go to, because I work an hour away, mm -hmm. like 45 to 60 minutes away. So it was like IOP. I, I could have gone to meetings, but like that Is was your IOP a in Howard County? It was in, in Westminster. Okay. So I would have to leave and go back to Westminster. And fortunately, it was not only Westminster. Like, not Westminster. Oh, though? my God. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Quick pause. Is Donny Osmond Hope Mormon? Yes. Ha -ha. Yes. Mm. And you played Jesus Christ. Thank you. That's amazing. Oh, I mean, thank you. Are all of they make jokes about that in the Book of Mormon? Are all of the Osmonds yes. Mormon? Yes. If one okay. of them, yeah, then Jesus, all. Jesus. Maybe they got one. Jesus. Not all. No, they get it's you like all. Crazy. It's a family affair. It really Mormons. is, though. It really is. God bless you, Mormons. Literally anybody listening Mormons. in Utah, we love you. God did bless them. That's how they they're the chosen people. They truly are. They get their own planet when they die. Um, fun yeah, fact about me: one that's of my Scientology, I thought one of my it is Scientology. Yeah, no. one of oh, my ancestors traveled with Brigham Young, but we did not become Mormon. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. We Dude, can talk you have about such a you have such a checkered past. I do. No, not me. Cipriano Ferrant. Fernandini. Yeah. It's all on my mom's side, too. It's my mom. Who would have thought? Always the mom. Your Corsican. Know, always the mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seriously, uh, I've actually like developed a dossier just on you. I have a whole file. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to see it. Ever. That's good in case she ever goes missing, though. Like, you're supposed to. Oh, yeah. That. People will come to me. Like, I'd be so fucking her. Right? <laughs> they This guy right, killed this bitch. It's been recorded. All right. Let's save this forever. This is on Start record. On record. Start here. I heard it. We know who's going to kill you. It's going to be mad ass. He's going to come back from Cleveland and kill you. We've suspected we have suspected he's his serial killer for years. No, not him. Who was the suspected Donnie. serial killer? Mm, Donnie had serial killer yeah, potential. No. I also am like anyway. Um, anyway, yes. Anyway, yeah, anyway. we digress. Okay. Your IOP was in Westminster. Yep. You're yep, yep. traveling back and forth. Yep, and Sorry. then started going to meetings. Um, so that was that was interesting at first to be yeah, honest it is. with you because I did not go in there with like forged relationships already. A mm -hmm. lot of people go in, you know, from sober houses, rehabs where, you know, they've had relationships. I was literally alone again. So there's that mm. alone concept, you know, mm -hmm. and what's really sad to be honest. And, and, you know, I'm all for NA. So just, you know, keep that in mind when I say this, but it was very, very, it was just there was some turmoil there because I remember walking in and, you know, there's a group of girls and they're all talking and they all like kind of stop and look at me. One says hi. And that was like it. And I Westminster was like, area. What the fuck? 
Mysterious. You know, it was actually hey, Hampstead, it's but like, okay, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. So it does happen, and you know, it's and of course you have to get out of your own way, and you know, go up to people. But I also feel like if somebody's brand new, and I'm actually sort of glad that that happened to me because I try to make a point if I see somebody new, I try to make a point of at least acknowledging you, mm-hmm. hugging yeah. you, yeah, saying hey, welcome, like, how you doing, welcome. So it ended up being a good I'm I'm going to make it a good thing yeah. kind of thing, you know. But it was very hard um and then so on Tuesdays and Fridays there's, you know, a meeting at this particular place, two different meetings, but in the same place. So I went to the one on Friday also and again, like only two of like the home group members came over and said hello and mm-hmm. they were both like men very nice, very very much a part of my life now. So that's actually my home group also. You could first name drop if you want. Um, Georgian, Coop, or Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're amazing. Came right over, gave me a hug, like, hey, welcome. Like, we're so happy you're here. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Like, where's the women? You know, yeah. like, where, where's the ladies at? Yeah. So, you know, I did, I did start making, you know, um, friends. To say, or at least acquaintances there, um, got a sponsor pretty quickly, um, you know, but I would talk to her about that. And, you know, she's like, you know, you got to get out of your own way, which is a great suggestion. You do. You mm-hmm. have to get out of your own way and you have to. It's a two way street. Though. Face that yep. fear. Yes. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, well, they, you know, they came in from recovery houses together and it's like, you can't like me that's fine that's great but like you know then together they should welcome people Mm -hmm. but it's i think it's getting better i you know it is getting better and i think a lot of it was in my head also you know like i don't know it could just be like i don't know maybe they were talking about something important or whatever but yes it's been especially when you have anxiety and your brain is already telling you like nobody likes you like they're gonna make fun of whatever you say. Like you're so awkward. Oh you yeah, know, that that makes it even worse. Yeah. So that it's, really it's sucks. Elementary, middle, you know? high school, all over Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Yeah. And, then, and now we're in their thirties. Like, how do we yeah. make? Yes. How do I make friends? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's also been you know kind of a common theme in my life here lately because I now take care of my grandparents, um, you know, work about 50 hours a week, not including the 45 to 60 minute drive to and from. Mm -hmm. So I have very, I have like zero me time. So I do try to keep connections, you know, via text or phone calls with people, but you know, I'm starting to get called out a little bit on not like, you know, going out after meetings with people or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, it's 930 and I have to yeah. be up at 530 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that that's really hard because a lot of people in Westminster in the rooms work in Westminster. Yeah. So it's it's just different. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm really like that's been a struggle with me here lately. And um also getting caught up in other people's drama. Like oh. being friends with like Move to the West side. people West and then the having Yeah, right? Everybody having like that. one person yes. tell you something about the other person you're friends with and it's like this is not high school, bro. Yeah. But yeah. like I, I think everybody's struggling trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm I'm not any better than anybody. Like yeah. I have my own shit also, but it just seems like sometimes it's high school all over again. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. You mm-hmm. try so hard to stay out of the drama, but you're just caught up in the middle sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's been a really 
big struggle with me here lately um, is a trying to make the time for the people that are, you know, important in my life that are in the rooms, Mm -hmm. but to also like at the same time, keep boundaries and distance where it needs to be. Oh yeah. And that's been a huge struggle here lately. Uh I'd say, especially since March, that's been like a big thing. Because it's a fine line, you know what I mean? It's a fine line. Oh, yeah, it's a juggling act. Right. You have to be very careful at first, like, how much you're willing to to give because you're not – you know what I mean? It has to be a balance of that give and take with people. Yeah. And, you know, I think we all – I don't want to speak for, you know, other people, but from what I've heard from other people, they struggle with that as well. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's about where I'm at today. I give Allie shit and she takes it. There you go. Uh, exactly. 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 I love it. I love the vibes. Love the vibes. But um, I'm resisting the urge to kick you right now. Secretly <laughs> Do hate it. you. I didn't genuinely hate you. I will say though, a grateful addict doesn't use. Mm-hmm. I am so grateful. Um, you know, like I said, it's I'm. So, I have zero me time. I have to make a point to make that me time. You know, to be able to center myself. Um, but I get to do those things. I don't have to do those things. Mm-hmm. I get to have, you know, Absolutely. my own shop and I get to take care of my grandparents. Um, it's just that I would say like the biggest struggle right now is balancing those things that I'm very grateful for and f- having relationships with people in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And making yeah. that work without the drama and the turmoil and the oh, you yeah. know everything that goes with just having relationships it comes in cycles it's not even too. in recovery yeah. it's, it's like everywhere life. it's in life mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly but it's i think it's harder for addicts because the your brain exactly the 12th step exactly mm-hmm. exactly because your brain tells you these things and you just you know you have to recognize it address it and just do the best that you can mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. that's what i try to do you know, all those little sayings that were so fucking annoying at first, like oh, doing the, the next right thing, yep. you know, you just got to keep Yeah, We talked about that in Halsey's episode. We talked yes. about cliches and, doing, and we, we fucking hated it. I hate it. Or no, dude, that was in RJ. We had RJ. Oh, RJ. how is RJ? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, good. It's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Shout well, out yeah. to RJ. So, yeah. There we are. We definitely have some questions for you. Sure. Um, Allie, would you like to go first? You can go first because oh, okay. I feel like you're well prepared and I always just fly so by the well seat prepared. of my heart. I, I, I yeah, brought a journal you, to you, pretend like I was going to, you know, oh, let me, let but me, it's fine. If I nice. write it down, I will then get anxiety and I'm like, is this right? what I want to find? Is it? Is did I word it right? <laughs> is this how I want to say it? correctly? What do I want to start with? Um... All right, I'm going to go back a little bit ooh, to your cleaning crazy uh, mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Why yes. didn't you seek recovery at all during that like first time of being so clean? So it went right from that like two weeks in jail to like just working my ass off. So like I mm-hmm. ne- and I was alone at that point. So I didn't even have anybody to say like you should go to NA or mm-hmm. even think about it because it had never been a part of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't know anybody in NA. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I was just like, at that point, I was just done doing drugs. And I was like, I got to work. It just wasn't. Yeah, you're just like, you know, I know that sounds weird, but it just never crossed my mind. I didn't know at that point how important it was to have recovery. Like when I would think of the 12 steps and, you know, recovery, like on the rare occasions that it did cross my mind, I'm like, 
it's a fucking religious cult. It's gotta be a <laughs> yeah, religious yeah. cult. Yeah, oh yeah. Yep, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was scary. Um to you know if when the thought like would pass it it was just like yeah i'm not doing that mm-hmm. like i'm not yeah. religious like that and i in my head i thought that it was like a religious thing because mm-hmm. obviously i had never been yeah. so you know i just assumed mm-hmm. of course which is not always a good thing that it just wasn't yeah it know, wasn't for you right exactly yeah. all right cool um i think i'm just gonna go with the generic like I don't know. I really resonated when you were like talking about the look on like your grandparents' face, right? Because I just remember like the look of like annoyance to like frustration to like utter disgust, it was right? Devastation. Yes. Yeah. So, like, do you feel like you are like done, right? Like, you're just so like, done. I can't do like, this anymore. Beyond done. Because I have to, like, I, w- I want to live. My life is so as complicated and. <sighs> as complicated and as confused as I can be sometimes with, you know, where I'm at and unsure of myself, like, I'm so lucky. Like, I'm so lucky that I have them. Oh, good. You're good. good. I'm just so lucky that I can get back to them. Yeah. So done. And I mean, at this point, like, I don't even know that heroin even exists anymore. Like, you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can skip, in my my mind, you can skip the jails and institutions and go straight to death. Like, you're done. Like, you're fucking done if you do it. I'm sorry, but, like, there's no way that you could go back from being clean to, like, doing even a little bit. Like, dude, when I overdosed that time and, you know, that you're talking about um i had snorted like the tiniest bit because i was like i gotta save a little bit for tomorrow and i was i was dead like i was fucking dead like you're done there is no i mean if you do it like that's in my mind in my mind in my opinion humble opinion you're choosing suicide. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. just how yeah. I look at it. You know? mm-hmm. It really is, like, life or death. You are choosing oh, yeah. to 100%. live or you're going to die. And yeah. Maybe not the first different. time. Yep. It is yeah, and that's different. so different. And that was what I was going to say. So different it's than it was the, before. the eight years yeah. prior. Yes, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because the game fucking changes. Just and that, everything, and that's right? why that's why relapse is so fucking scary. It's, because you, especially because your done. T- your tolerance is completely done. The drugs you don't know what the fuck you're getting. You don't know what the fuck you're getting. You People don't, are you getting don't, fentanyl like, and crack now. Yeah, like Do they they're, fentanyl, I just there's fentanyl watched, and weed. I just watched a video yesterday of this um, city councilman somewhere. And he relapsed and was smoking crack. Um, somebody saw him in his car, <coughs> nodded the fuck out. A co- a, they ran and got a police officer. Police officer was there. Guy had a crack pipe in his hand. And he, you know, he admitted he was like, I relapsed. They tested his stuff and he bought crack, quote, mm-hmm. quote unquote crack. There was fucking fentanyl in it. Mm-hmm. So Holy it's in shit. everything. Yeah. He smoked crack and nodded out. Like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> when I saw. Hey, how did that happen? When I saw, like, I think the caption on the, the YouTube clip even said, like, Councilman smokes crack and, and ODs. ODs and, I not, had, and I was like, I how had, much sorry, crack what? did he like, smoke? I just had the most, like. Like, how? Shitty but funny <laughs> thing. Just like Fox News. Like, on tonight, man falls asleep while smoking crack. 
crack. First time ever. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Right? But like, Man, no, I was so confused at first. I was like, I don't know who made this clip, but they're fucking confused. He did not smoke yeah, crack. Yeah, I was like, you did not yeah, smoke crack. You did no fault. And asleep. what was crazy is like, you know, they did have a partial like news cast of it. You oh, know, I'm sure saying they did. what happened. Yeah. And, you know, the woman, <laughs> the anchor, it was actually, it made me. I laugh. I shouldn't have laughed, but she's like, and they found the chore boy in his car next to his crack And I was like, oh my god, a real live news anchor, like she not a YouTube news anchor. How, How does she know? Right. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing, Diane? <laughs> right, Diane Coke. Yes. <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't die, Sarah. I'm glad you didn't die. I'm glad I didn't die, too. Thank you. What am I going to go with? I do also want to put out there, like, I know I was talking a little negatively about the rooms, but I I do, I want to make it clear, like, I would not be where I am if it wasn't for the rooms, Mm -hmm. you know, like, You just, it's just life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Sometimes, like, it's just not the way that you think it's going to be. But, like, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't make it a good thing for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, like, you putting in the work makes the difference. So you can't expect other people to hold your hand all the time. I do think that people should always be welcoming. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they were intentionally doing that. So I do want to make that clear. I'm very very grateful i'm not dogging the rooms but that is i will say i've heard that from a lot of people mm-hmm. you know yeah. also so yeah. you know i think we could do a little better oh yeah absolutely yep. we could do yep. better we can as a but group still grateful yeah all right so very grateful i got a two-parter uh, so you, sure. talk, you talked about uh finding your place which is still an ongoing process mm-hmm. um but I had invited you out to my home group, the meditation. Oh meeting. my God. So, Life changing. So how has that uh, meditation, and I know you're, you've start like helped to start your own. So how is that sort of life building the process towards finding your own place and recovery? So life changing. Um, so I think you have to find your place within yourself first mm-hmm. write that down Eric. That's the title. i mean like you can't and for me for me finding a place within yourself you can't do that without centering yourself and meditation mm-hmm. is literally like the map for doing that mm-hmm. um and like he was mentioning so um a friend of mine in the rooms had started a group um, in Westminster, a meeting rather in Westminster. And I had invited them to the meditation meeting and they came literally once. And the guy who started it decided that he wanted to make it a meditation group. So I then also joined that. That's also one of, I have two home groups. That's a home group as well now. And, you know, I made the whole agenda for it with the help of David. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. that, by the way. That was um, Aww, a huge help. David. But, um, yeah, we made it a meditation meeting. And it it's it's small right now, but the people who are in there when they share, it's just like... The meditation just, meetings yes, do stay small, but it's, 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 it weeds, it's way better. It weeds them out. It weeds them out. It's way better. I was just about to say that. The people it's, who are there want to yes, fucking... Yes. And the people that they tell... 
you know, the right ones come, mm-hmm. if, if oh, that yeah. makes sense. I yeah. don't, you know, like the people who are serious about wanting to be in a better place in life, even mm-hmm. not just even or even willing to try drugs. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I just mean like in a better place in general in life. Dude, you know, I'm 10 years like, in. I'm still cleaning. You have to. You have to center yourself and you have to be okay with yourself before. Because if you're not okay with yourself, which is something, like I said, I do struggle with. Like, I, I mm-hmm. still question myself. I'm still like, oh, they're, you know, they're talking shit about me when I'm not in the room or whatever, you know, whatever your disease is telling you. That's still, you know, a struggle for me. But if you're thinking that, like, you can't, you can't get to the point where you're okay with yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's okay it's okay to be alone if you're yeah. okay with yeah. yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. You can't you can't let other people in unless you're okay with yourself. Yeah, you know, you're really, like you it starts with you. Absolutely. Everything 100%. starts with you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> so roll in with this vibe, right? Like um I I don't know, like I like to ma- I believe in manifestation. Like so what do you hope your life looks like in the next like maybe next year, right? Like let's not project too far, but so I would like to continue um you know, growing my business. It's now like I mean, people have to book like Oh, two or three weeks out, yeah. So that's good. You know, that's that's really good. I would like to, you know, we I spoke on this earlier. I would like to be in a place where I have some time, you know, um with my grandparents' health, etc. You know, and especially now that it's warm out, like it's not just taking care of the house, it's also taking care of the yard. Yeah. So on my days off, that's what I'm doing all day. So you know, even then, and I've had zero me time through all of this. I wake up at 5.30, go to work, and I either work late or I go to about four meetings a week. So three of those meetings are immediately after work. So you know what I mean? I don't, I start at 5.30, don't get home until 9, say hey to my grandparents, go straight to bed. So those, those two days off that I have, I have off Sundays and Mondays, they are so full so you have to take care of everything at the house. You got to do laundry. You got to run your errands. Got to mm-hmm. make sure all your inventory is good. Got to do my reports for my business. Got to make sure the grandparents are good. Got to mow the lawn. Got to weed whack. Got to make sure the garden, you know, is looking good. Can't be looking trashy in uh-huh. Westminster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, and I think that's where like one of my biggest struggles is with maintaining friendships. It's it's like a me thing. It's not a they thing. You know, it's finding the time. I would love to be able to find some time mm. where I can, you know, do things with people in recovery outside of just the meetings. Mm-hmm. So finding that balance, I would, I would like to have that by next year nice. for sure. Yeah. That's a fantastic goal. Yeah, for um. sure. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with with a fun one. So our friend Christina had an amazing story on our podcast about abducting a donkey while tripping on acid. And it was the most hilarious. She traded her the dog. She traded her. She was walking her dog. She left her dog. She left her dog, took the donkey to the gas station. The dog was safe. The dog was safe. Everything was fine. To get like a pack of fucking Newports. And then she brought the donkey back, took her dog back. Always the Newports. And it's just a fucking hilarious story. So 
What is your donkey story? I've what, what, never something, something stolen ho- a donkey. No, but something oh, ho- like abs- just um, outlandish oh or ho- like something hilarious that happened to you in recovery. If it's a bummer, I'm going to Wait, in down. recovery? No, in, mean, in, in addiction. addiction. In addiction. Yeah, in addiction. Like, oh, Sorry. Um, uh, maybe I'll do the oh recovery one. Oh, my goodness. One. I... No, not, not a donkey lame. show. So I was like, a really... <laughs> I am going to fucking kick I, you. Uh, I'm I sorry. didn't see anything. I saw nothing. So <laughs> I was quite a loner when I was using. And, you know, like my primary drug of choice was, you know, like downer, like painkillers and dope. So mm-hmm. I really, I mean, that's a that's a tough question because I wasn't fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't do like funny. I will say, okay, so when I was younger, like in my early 20s and I, I tried acid. Um, so I was at this house. In Westminster, and this dude. So, like, it's very cool because the the house that my friend lived in, it was there during the Civil War, and like Ooh. some general like stayed there, yeah, yeah, bed yeah. and breakfast. It was awesome. Okay. So their backyard, they had an in ground pool, and it was like this huge field, and then trees, and the sky was super clear that night with all these stars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. What it? What is gonna happen when I get in the water? Like I was in the pool, and I was like, "Am I like, what is gonna happen?" So I'm like on the diving board, and I'm like, you know, I, I leg in and then leg out, and then leg in, leg out. I'm like, is this gonna be okay? Am I gonna breathe underwater? I thought I'd be able to breathe underwater, so. I jump in and I'm literally like swimming with mermaids. I am seeing <laughs> fucking mermaids in the water and like mermaids are my favorite thing ever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was telling people that there were mermaids in the pool. I ran back in the house and was like, there's fucking mermaids in the pool. And everybody's like, let's go see the mermaids. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, that's, it's not that funny, but. No, that's pretty it, solid. It was a mermaid it was, story. Absolutely. For me, it was funny because I woke up the next day and I was like, I, re- I really saw fucking mermaids. Like, <laughs> well, it, that was wild. You know, I Carly, there were, Carly two lo- of them. Yeah, Carly loves gnomes. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, because she saw them. Yeah, she yeah, saw yeah. them when she was like tripping on tripping balls. It. Yeah, she I was like, I was like hanging out that. with gnomes. And no, I was like, I don't oh, doubt oh, okay. All right, yeah, cool. I don't doubt that for We never, what's your donkey story, Hallie? I don't know, probably we don't have too many. Yeah, we don't know enough. We don't know enough time. I have time. so many. No, yeah, I have quite a few. Dude, don't. It's David shitting in golf holes. That's not. Oh, that's not funny. It's not uh, funny. It's funny. Not, to you guys. thought that was oh, funny. No, I really did. No, you thought it was funny until you figured <laughs> out like that. You were it actually wasn't just funny. a dick. I you was were so proud of it. Yes. No, 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 no. I would go to golf courses and take a shit in the golf holes. Because <gasps> I was Look, tra- my a, reasoning, <laughs> my reasoning was like, I want to like some guy's gonna hit a hole in one, and he's gonna go to retrieve his ball and just get my oh, sh- and like. So I thought I was like getting gosh. back at like these rich elitist turds. And the reality is, I was just making some some poor groundskeeper's morning just horrible, horrible horrendous because they were going to fill in the golf holes or change the golf hole. Like, the nervous stuff that last is night. crazy, and it's it terrible. just unlocked. Did you have diarrhea? <laughs> Okay. Was it a nervous so, shit? Was it was nervous. Shit. No, it was solid. Probably. I was not nervous about that so, at all. I that unlocked a memory. I was really, really coked up one time, and there was this guy who was talking shit about one of my friends. 
Um, oh, he had said good. that he slept with her and he did not. Ooh. He absolutely did not. And I can 100% verify that. Uh -huh. So I knew where he worked and I oh. got into his car and I took a shit in his backseat. <laughs> so yeah, there's my donkey story. That's it's not fantastic. that great, but I mean, No, that's yeah. good. Fuck that guy. That, like, you don't hear And it was a coke females, dump. Do no. You know? Like the shit. That's oh, fantastic. Oh, no, I definitely did it. And he had like a, t like, a couple clothes in the back of the car. So I used that <laughs> to wipe my Mike. ass. Like it was, oh it was sad. It that's was sad. So that is epic. We also wiped it with, like, we used um, the shirt and we wiped it underneath Under his door the, handle. Yep, turn tucking. Yep. Oh, yes. So, what the what? fuck? I've never had that? the urge, right? Turn tucking? Yes. Stop. Why? Why is David just. Uh, oh, yeah. We do talk about David's bowels a lot. Hold on. Actually. This is not my bowels. This is. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right? Like, hold what's on. that term? Hold on. Wait, did he turn? Oh, did you coin that term? Like, no, I did not. Okay. No, I did not. I need to ask the term. Turd tucking? Turd tucking. So. Oh, when we were, what you did? <laughs> yeah, what you did? You did some turn talking. Oh, okay. okay. okay so okay. it is. It. This was years ago. A group of my friends. We worked for our friends' company. We were uh, fiber optic line installers for uh -huh. underground. So we were ditch diggers, and we all had company. That sounds bands. like a shitty job. Yeah. Oh, I did yeah. that for five years. Yeah, it's that. very, it's very hard. Um, Hispanics do not get the credit for oh, what no, they, they do. Yeah. It is very hard they work. They are the backbone of yeah. our society. And we were the only like Facts. white dudes doing it. And we were leading these crews of Hispanics. Because we were anyway, pieces of shit. Because we were pieces of shit. We were, Literally. But we were making so much money. But we were we were digging the dishes too. Anyway, okay. anyway, anyway. So we all have work <laughs> vans, but we would fuck with each other and Turn whenever tuck. so we we would what go find we would find dog shit in people's yards and we would scoop it up in a bag so then when we came across another one of our co-workers work vehicles we'd stick it underneath their fucking door handle and so when they went to go open their David, I didn't know that we were yes. like linked like that. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, totally. Eric, yeah, don't apparently we're linked because I have not, I've not turd tucked any. I, I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing. Yes, turd tucking. Yes, underneath. Yes, the door handle of a driver's side uh, at somebody's car. Yeah, I will that say turd tuck at one of the worst HF festivals I ever went to. Oh, wow. We came out. Yeah, I went way back. We yes, came out story. and someone shit all over my friend's car and like <laughs> and. Oh, it man. was like we were like the whole time like was this intentional right like, it had to be was yeah. like, this was intentional it, it was like, on the hood yeah so like the top oh my god so like, was totally intentional so that it was weird be because no because it was like they tried to clean it up the whole thing <laughs> was bizarre because there was like <laughs> shitty underwear David was it you now did I finally figure it out I cracked the code because Wait, it was what like what year is this? I have no fucking idea what year it was, okay? I have no fucking I idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Are you sure it was them cleaning it well, up? That, or was or it a smearing? It? I don't know. Yeah. Now I don't that's know. Not, and no, that's, that's the thing. Revenge. We were like, that's a revenge poop right there. Yes. It did. Something. I was like, who did you piss off, right? And what, what pissed me off is that I was not even supposed to drive back with that motherfucker. And somehow uh, I ended up in uh, the uh, shitty car. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. It probably smelled the whole way back. Yes. And they were so pissed. They drove like a 
120 miles an hour the whole way up, oh like, what is that, 495? Not yeah. 495, 295? Yeah. Dude, just full luring it. And then I was like, who did you piss off? Like, who did you that piss off? That is amazing. But, yeah. How I was, they have found his, like, if he his did car. Well, he did, off, he did have I mean? a very, like, um, recognizable car. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. But, okay, gotcha. yeah. Wait, so I feel like it was on purpose. That you shit in his car? Yeah. Well, he did now. I'm sorry. Did he find out you shit in his that car? That was you? Um, yeah, he pretty much found out because I bragged about it. I was uh, young, so I was as like, you yeah, should. I fuck that guy. Car. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck uh, d- him. Dude, if you're a guy out there saying you slept with a girl that you did, don't do that. He that's that's did. a douchebag. Like, now I'm like, was really it him? Did we full circle? It wasn't at a festival, was it? No, no. no. Okay, okay. no he was at work <laughs> okay. at a restaurant. I am always the guys that work in restaurants. I'm just saying. I was gonna Dead. do it on his car, but there were, you know what I mean, like people. It was at a restaurant, so mm-hmm. I had to break into his car. We're <laughs> gonna do it on his on his car, see? So like you know. break nice. into his car. No, it was in his back seat. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's epic. Do you have any more questions? Um, no. I think I I think we've said enough. Yeah. <laughs> Talked right. about but poop a lot. Yeah, we did. Yeah, this was an abnormally shitty episode. Hey! Hey! Um, No, this is actually a really good episode. I do just want to say thank you, Sarah, for coming out. And I appreciate that. Yeah, like my my story. Like, yeah, oh man. So, quick backstory. So, I met Sarah six years ago. Six, six, seven years ago, she was working at that salon in Ellicott City barbershop. Barbershop, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and. She was the only one working. The all the all the other uh, stylists or hair hairdressers were like outside smoking, not doing shit. She's running around to like four different clients trying to do everything. I was like, okay, this chick is hustling. And I had never like, I was, I don't, I'm a guy. I'd never had like, oh, this is my barber. So she became my, she became yeah. my barber for the last cool. however many yeah. years, and I followed her to Jackson Edwin, which was a shit show. Yes, it was a shit your, show. You're at your own. I your will own place say doing that you know it's kind of cool because you know, and we course, talked about recovery. Yes, we the did. whole time we did. Um, it was interesting because you know, of course, when you're when you, I'm fortunate in a way that when I relapsed it was you know like COVID like so there weren't a whole lot of my clients coming in but it's you think that you're hiding it oh yeah no one knows knows. (laughs) but it's awesome because I've had clients a lot lately be like you know I I know you were you had to have been going through something and you look great like you look happy so that that's just awesome yeah. like, hearing that from people that, you know, I don't, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like, I never wanted to cut hair. Um, I just, so I did a year of college, did really well, made the dean's list, you, you know, it was community college, but I was the one paying for it. So I was at a point to where, um, you know, all I had done all my prerequisites. So like you would have had to, you know, declare a major and, you know, mm-hmm. start taking classes pertaining to that major And I, like, it was between, like, three of them, and I had no idea, and, like, the deadline came, and I was just like, I don't know, and I can't pay for these classes that I'm not going to need. So I was like, trade school, I guess, and the cosmetology school that I went to was a shit show, Mm -hmm. didn't learn a fucking thing, 
like it was terrible. Um, I actually had to have a friend who had taken the state board exam like three or four months prior to when I did mm -hmm. show me how to do everything for state board. Pissed me off. So my very first job was in a barbershop. So I'm actually a cosmetologist, but my first job was in a barbershop. So mm -hmm. everything I learned, I learned from, you know, those people. So I will, like, one of the most rewarding things is it's not cutting people's hair. Like, let's be frank. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's not that. It's the relationships that you forge. And, you know, I, I knew David before he got married. So, like, I've watched all these clients get married and have babies. And yeah. I'm invited to, like, their kids' graduations whose hair I've been cutting since they hit puberty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now they're, like... Mm -hmm young grown-ass men and it's just it's it's that's so rewarding and to be able to be present for that is it's mind-blowing yeah and I've yeah seen, i've seen your process over the last several years and you look fantastic and i'm very proud of you thank you mm -hmm. all right well since we are about out of time i want to give you one last quick minute to talk to the person out there struggling needs to hear a quick message of hope what do you have to say to that person i mean that's you know that's it. it's it's so complicated but it feels so complicated but it's really so simple mm -hmm. um you just take that first step and i i promise i promise you like even though life will still happen, like you are going to be in such a different place. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still searching for that like true inner peace, but I'm I'm in the process of it. I'm yeah. finding it. And, you know, I, I was talking about this contentious relationship, you know, with my mom and this time a little over a year ago, like, I'm sorry to say if she hears this, but like, I literally would have strangled the fuck out of her <laughs> because of some of the things that she still does, you know, but I'm in a place to where it's like, you know, I'm in a program, I'm working my principles, you know, like, thing, I just, it's things that like, you don't realize are, are changing for you that are so positive and so good and it's just like you're not going to be disappointed if you just take that step you will not be disappointed i can promise you that i promise and i was like not an na person i was like fuck that that's weird they're weird they're that's a call that's a fucking call but no like it's it's amazing and when you find the right place you know sometimes it might take a little bit to figure out exactly where you need to be and that's okay that's it's it's okay for that to happen because you will not be the only one experiencing that but you know for example when i found that meditation meeting that you started david it you know what i mean it was just like home mm -hmm. your home yeah fantastic all right well we would like to thank our guest sarah for joining us today I love how we all just clapped instinctually. Yes, yes, yes. it's very good. I love yes. that. that, was, that was a Thank good you for that having me. Good. It that, was that, an honor and a pleasure to have the opportunity to share that rounded the message everything. of hope and gratitude. Yes. And you did. You Thank fucking you. did. All right.
While here at Podcast Recovery, we are aiming to expand the scope of support for recovering addicts. Accessibility and convenience of helpful services is paramount to combating addiction. Mm-hmm. We work to bring the message of recovery to every addict wherever and whenever it is needed. We believe that a powerful voice of recovery should be obtainable, practical, and at the touch of a button. Every addict deserves to hear a message of hope, and Podcast Recovery is here to provide it. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, go to all of our social media outlets, which we just found out also now includes IMDb. We have an IMDb Hell page. Yeah. You can't listen to our stuff on there, but if we, there, we're going to work. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're the one I found it. More so. will be revealed. That's I didn't even okay. find it. It, More it, it, it will was be so revealed. Proud of revealed. You. It, it's a new, it's so it, I'm, I'm actually super. So proud of I'm, you. I'm because I'm Mr. IMDb. I love IMDb. And yeah. The, the fact that I have a cre- I am the living IMDb. Don't you dare. One hundred. Wow. I don't even um, know what the fuck <laughs> IMDb is. It I'll is the internet. It is the internet movie God. database. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and cool. the fact the internet media database essentially. Yeah. It's like yeah. All it is the Google. Go- it's the Google for all you know? media. Anyway, right. it's all we. Uh, Podcast Recovery now has a list of all of our up-to-date uh, episodes on there. And uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, I believe Buzz, Buzzsprout as well, maybe. I don't know. Um, Ooh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, like, share, all subscribe. All of the, all of the all things. The Not TikTok. Um, like, share, subscribe if you'd like to become a part of the home group. Join our Patreon. We do need help keeping the mics on because we are self-supporting. Uh most importantly, everybody out there, Ali, if you would. Stay safe, clean, and stay safe. Stay safe, go. stay clean, stay there clean, stay safe. Yep, 100. all of the things. All of them, in any <laughs> order. Yes. <laughs>